day before a game, I, I like players to actually get out and move and move fast. So, you know, the day before any sort of game to get some intensity. And I think that's more neurally than 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 physically, I guess, or structurally, I should say. So include some sprint work, include some plyometric sort of bounding work if you are doing gym work. Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Thank you for tuning into the episode of Prepare Like a Pro podcast Bite Size. This clip comes from episode 48 with Darren Burgess. For the developing footballers listening in, what are some other key areas of, of focus for, for a developing footballer? I know it's a broad question, but what are some key takeaways that you think yeah, are important um, for the young footballers? I think the two most important things are resilience and skill, and not necessarily in that order. So if, if we're talking develop, developing AFL footballers, skill is king. It always will be, no matter what people like me say, your ability to kick in particular and to, to work below your knees will always be king. So yeah, that I, I have to say that and that's, that's the absolute truth. But developing your body to be resilient to the demands of the sport, absolutely crucial. And everybody probably who's listening into this knows people who haven't made it because they've been injured or been a bit lazy or those sorts of things. On the note that you said that lateral ability and ability to get out of awkward situations so the, the, the small side of games is something that you're famous for and you, it sounds like you got from that early role with, with Parramatta was something that you sure. developed that skill set. How did, how did it go when you implemented that in AFL footy? Yeah, it's something we did early days, yeah. pretty early with, with Port Adelaide that, that maybe wasn't been doing, wasn't being used much and I, I literally stole it straight from soccer. The, the question that was asked heavily and is still being asked is, oh, but it doesn't look like exactly like footy like we don't want to necessarily put that handball over the top or we don't want to necessarily have our players do that movement or that movement but what i've found is without question the different versions of small sided games that you can implement into footy just help players get out of traffic so easily in my opinion as i know a couple of soccer players on this call and people who work overseas on this call the agility and lateral movement of even average league soccer players is so much better and sharper than some of the best AFL players because we're so used to working in straight lines in AFL. And of those three, like the intensity on the pitch and, and curiosity and the, and the inner drive, in your experience, how much of it is trainable? How much can you change? Yeah, it's a million-dollar question. I think, I think the curiosity can come a bit later. Um, initially it might not be there because you're just young and do whatever you're told. So that can come, the intensity on the pitch can come, but the inner drive is probably developed through early childhood through whatever parents, genetics, can be trauma in childhood, you know, those sorts of things. Give that inner drive, it's pretty hard to implant that someone. That's just my opinion. And this one's from an S&C, how can I be more desirable S&C coach after I graduate? They're in their final year. I reckon you might answer this uh, earlier. Yeah, what we were least. talking about earlier in, yes. yeah, yeah, coaching your own team. I'm interviewing at the moment for, for a position within the club and it's a, it's a PhD position, so academic component. But what I looked for in the many applicants that we got was who's coached, who's coached their own team. And we had one who made the final three who's coached a high school team 
And that's absolutely fine. Yeah, coach your own team as well as getting the qualifications. This one is from a football player. What exercises should be good to do a day before a game? Stretching, activation, weights, a bit of a yeah, pre-game routines. Yeah, so day before a game, I, I like players to actually get out and move and move fast. So, you know, the day before any sort of game to get some intensity. And I think that's more neurally than 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 physically, I guess, or structurally, I should say. So include some sprint work, include some plyometric sort of bounding work. If you are doing gym work, make it fast movements just to almost wake the body up and let the body know, hey, we're going into battle tomorrow. So certainly whatever skill component you feel like you need to work on. For me, it's about making players feel good, not necessarily a lot of tactics, short, sharp session with speed and and power. Thanks for tuning into the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. This clip comes from episode 48 with Darren Burgess. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this bite-sized episode, make sure to scroll to episode 48 for the full recording. If you could please take a second to leave us a review, It helps us reach more listeners and is greatly appreciated.